Hey, this is Pastor Whitney. I'm the executive pastor of Living Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. We believe that no matter where you're at in life, there is more that God wants to do. We hope that this inspires you. We hope it builds your faith. We hope it gives you perspective to see that God loves you more than you can imagine. Enjoy the message today. Man, so incredible. It's amazing the talent that God's bringing into the house. And listen, if you're here and you have musical talent, ability, that's a part of your call, we'd love for you to get jumped in and engaged. Come out and meet with Pastor Matt or Pastor Diana, do an audition, man. We'd love to put you to work and let your gifts be used for the glory of God. It's so fun when we come together as a church. We're in week four of our series, Marriage Mixtape, where we're talking about how to have a marriage that rocks. You know, for me growing up, if I wanted to listen to something, this was my option. This is what I listened to. And so week one, we talked about the cassette tape and the idea that sometimes you would record something on your cassette tape that you regretted. There'd be a song on there that you didn't want, or you started at the wrong time, or a dog barked in the background while you're recording your mix. And so you could rewind it and re-record. And so week one of the series, we talked about the idea of commitment. Don't just throw the thing out, rewind it, and re-record something new, because the great mix master in heaven, God, wants to put some new tracks in your marriage, is what we believe. Then the second week, we talked about the idea of emotions. Who knows that our emotions have a big part to do with our marriage sometimes, and about how our emotions are like the filter that we look through. And so we talked about be intentional about the filters that you're looking through as you're in conversations together. Then last week, we talked about words how our words play a big part in the people that we're closest to. And we have to guard our words because our words, they either bring life or they can bring death. And we learned that some of us were like medicine droppers. Remember, we just say a couple words every once in a while. Then some of us are like a fire hose and we just won't ever shut up, right? And so you have to learn who you are and who your spouse is or who your future spouse might be and how we need to navigate those kind of things. Well, this week, we're talking about a huge idea about time. Everyone say time and about how time is a big deal in our relationships. You know, time is the one thing you can't get more of. You can get more money. You can get a new job, you can get new friends, you can buy a new house, you can purchase a new car, you can get a lot of new things in life, but you can't get more time. Once time is spent, it's gone. I don't care if you have a DeLorean with a flux capacitor and 1.21 gigawatts, it can go 88 miles per hour, I don't care. Once time is gone, there's no time machine to take you back and re-get that thing. It's the one asset that you can lose. And really time, it just keeps ticking. I remember the first time that I was really aware of time was when I was in elementary school, maybe kindergarten or first grade, and I would sit there in class, bored. Anybody else, that kid, right? And I'd be bored. And I remember looking at the clock hanging over the door, just waiting for the bus to come. Like, when's the bell gonna ring? When can I get out of here? Seven-year-old Trustin is wasting his life right now. I'm like, please, somebody get me out of here. And you know, that kind of feeling still sticks with me sometimes. And the truth is, is because once time is gone, we can't get it back. And so we have to be intentional of aware of the time that we're spending because the truth is seconds are just ticking away. The sand in the hourglass of our life it just keeps on pouring. The grains of sand, they just keep falling. And so I look at time in a couple different ways. I look at seconds and seasons. Seconds and seasons. Seconds are just moments. They're just interactions. They're just really fast. And sometimes we don't value seconds because they happen so quickly. But the truth is, seconds turns into minutes. 
and minutes turns into hours, and then hours turns into days, and days turns into weeks, weeks turns into months, and months turn into seasons. The Bible tells us that a season is four months, and nature tells us that a season is four months. And I don't know about you, but for Rachel and I in our marriage, we've been in a lot of different seasons. We've had fun seasons and hard seasons. We've had happy seasons and sad seasons. We've had easy seasons and difficult seasons. But all of those seasons, they last for a certain amount of time. And the truth is that your seconds go to minutes, to hours, to weeks, to months, to seasons, to years. And whole years of your life are just made up by seconds of time. And one year turns into two years, turns into three years, And before you know it, those seconds of time, they turn into the entirety of your life. And so I'll talk with people and they'll say, well, pastor, I need to change my whole life. And I would say to you, if you want to change your whole life, start changing the seconds. Because changing your whole marriage feels really overwhelming. Changing all the problems of life seems like, man, I've done bad for a lot of years. I don't know how to pull this back together. Well, I would just ask you to reverse engineer the thing. The way that it got out of hand is the same way that it gets back into control is just by being intentional with the seconds. When we would understand that the little moments of life are the things that make the majority of life, we can shift what's happening in life. And so today, in just a moment, we're going to have a conversation about how to manage your time in marriage. But before we do, I'm going to check out a testimony of some of our elders about how they help their marriage rock through managing their time. Check it out. Hello, my name is Lisa Williams. And I'm Donald Williams. And we have been married for 25 years. You know, Lisa and I began our journey together as high school sweethearts. I mean, you know, we've had so many different seasons in our life. We had those seasons of being in high school together. We had so much time as far as being able to spend together. Our season of going through college, those seasons of when we became first-time parents, from their time in middle school, their time in high school. And throughout it all, we always made a point of making time to be able to spend together. And two of the times that we have been intentional about, and we probably do it about 99.9% of the time, is our coffee time in the morning and our shower time in the evening. And what that coffee time looks like for us, probably about 10 years ago, uh, you know in the Bible it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things will be added unto you. When we started getting before God, first thing in the morning, with regard to praying together, reading the word together. And this is our time of being able to kind of like give before God, but also talk about what's gonna happen for our day. And you know, whenever you have God at the center of that time as far as spending together, it makes everything else so much sweeter. Yes, and ladies, even in the summer when I don't have to get up, I still get up an hour early to spend time with my husband so that we can have that spiritual time together. Now I like to talk about the shower time. That's in that evening time. We have started this ever since our kids were young. And I know you have different seasons. You're like, oh, well, I have little ones. And then they're teenagers. You put them to bed. And so you have shower time. And so what that means is that we do, we take showers together. And in that time, we're there together. And it's not always leading to an intimate moment. It's just that time that we're together just in that zone where we can just really just reflect on how the day was. But it's very, very important to intentionally make the time, even when your children are young and in their middle school, high school, because guess what? They leave. 
and then who are you stuck with? You're stuck with each other. And so you really have to be intentional, spend that time so you won't forget who you fell in love with and who the other one is. So time is so important. You know, plus it's just about being intentional with regard to making it a priority to spend time together. And because Elise and I, we've, we've made spending time together a priority in our relationship and in our marriage, our marriage really rocks. So I would encourage you, no matter what stage of your life that you're in, no matter what season that you're in, make spending time together as a, as a couple a priority. That's why our marriage really, truly rocks. It's so good. So you know, good. I'm always so thankful for people that are willing to share their story, what Donald said is so good that they had to make time a priority in their marriage, whether that's coffee in the morning or a shower in the evening. Yeah. Really, the truth is that should be a priority. And yeah. so uh, I know that we all giggle a little bit, but so next week is Father's Day. Then the following week is the last week of Marriage Mixtape where we're talking about your sex life. Right. Where we're talking about what does the Bible have to say about sex? The, the society has a lot to say about sex. And I think the church sometimes is too quiet yeah. about yeah. the subject because it's yeah. kind of a big deal. And it's how we all got here, and so right. Right. it's something that we need That's to be true. something we need to be talking about. Yeah, yeah. but this week we're going to talk about time. Right. You know, like Tristan said, time is an asset that you have that you only lose and you can't get back. Right. Matthew six twenty seven says, "Can any of you add warring? Uh, when have you add a single hour to your life by warring?" And, you know, it's a question in the Bible, but the answer is no. You can't add any more time to your day by right. worrying. You can't. Yeah, that's true. In Ecclesiastics, it says, life is fleeting like a passing mist. Another transi- translation says that it's here one second and it's gone the next. Yeah. The Bible talks a lot about how we handle time and really how it affects our marriage. Yeah, you know, I think in the beginning of our marriages, or at least in the beginning of our relationships, we really prioritize time together. How many of you stayed up late on the phone talking to one another? Like, no, you hang up first. No, No, you hang up first. No, you, no, you, right? (laughs) And then finally hang up. Yeah, or you like stayed out way too late at their house even though you had like a final the next day because you just wanted to spend time together. Yeah, I remember when Rachel and I first started dating, I was driving a big lifted Jeep got like eight miles to the gallon and I would drive 40 minutes one direction to spend 15 minutes with her and 40 minutes the next I'd spend $30 in fuel just to talk for 15 minutes but then like now that we've been married so long sometimes it's not as intentional no true you know she'll send me a long question and I'll answer with a thumbs up emoji right and so like the contrast of like how we value time over time is really a big deal you know, yeah. as time goes on, we take time for granted. Other things become more important. You know, the career that you've worked hard to get, it takes a lot of your time. Yeah. Getting to that career, the commute also takes time. You know, the house, the bills, the kids, you got to feed those like three times a day and then some snacks in between. Like there's a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, ain't nobody got time, time for shower time. No. I don't even know how they do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really time is what everyone is demanding of you, yeah. right? I mean, at work, you have employees, you have people to answer to, people to answer to you, and they're always stopping by the office, calling right. your phone, yeah. they're, they're, they're wanting your time, right? Even at home, your spouse, your kids, they're, they're, all, they're all wanting some sort of time with you. They demand it, right? So we've learned that if you're not in charge of your time, someone else is, yes. right. right? Someone else is in charge of it. And so for me, there was a season that I had to really make a hard decision. Uh, earlier on in our marriage, uh, I went to flight school, learned how to become a pilot, uh, flew corporate for a while, and found myself being gone a lot. 
a lot, more yeah. than way more than I was at home. And um, the kids came along, and my wife and I had to have a hard decision to make and have a conversation. And we talked about it. And uh, I had to move away from flying professionally and, uh, and and get into the more administrative side of aviation. And that's what I did. Because you decided, hey, our time is important. Yeah. And yeah. if we keep working and striving for that perfect position one day, hopefully, we might get it. Yeah. Or we might wake up and all the time has passed wow. and all the seasons with our kids and all the time in our marriage and we didn't ever end up with it anyway. That's right. right. Rachel and I kind of had a similar situation. I remember when we first planted the church, man, I was gone a lot. I was yeah. working. We were at dinners and meetings and events and I was working other jobs to bring an income before the church was able to grow. And so I was gone a lot, but Rachel allowed me to be gone in that season. But then as the kids started to get older, we realized... Man, we've got to find some balance, right. Right. which is a really hard word, right? Yeah. Yeah. Balance is a really hard word. The Bible says this, Ecclesiastes eleven six, and it's talking about a season of life. It says, plant your seed in the morning and keep busy all afternoon, for you don't know if profit will come from one activity or another, or maybe both. And that, that really sunk in with me about like in your younger years of life, you got to work. That's it's right. not just talking about in the morning, but in the morning of life, that there's yeah. this time to invest and this time to work and be out hustling. But then there's also a point where you hit a season in life where you're like, man, I got to slow down. Mm-hmm. I've got to be more intentional with my time. Yeah, right. you have to decide the balance of what you want out of life, whether it's time or money or what it is. You have to really fight to find the opposing yeah. balance of it all. You know, we get to counsel a lot of, of couples and a similar story that we hear consistently is the wife will be upset and complaining and broken that her husband's not at home, that he's gone all the time, he's working all these jobs, and on the flip side, the husband is crying out to Tristan and saying, you know, my wife's demanding all these things. She wants the new car, the newest thing. She wants all the amenities of the house. She wants all the mommy makeovers, you know, and it's really challenging a lot of times to, to help people find that balance of, hey, you got to see each other's perspective and see what reality is happening here and work towards balance. It's right? true. You know, you've heard, everybody's heard the saying, time is money, right? Time is money. Uh, we pay attention to what we do with our money where it comes from, where it goes out, all these right. things. But do we really pay attention to what we do with our time? Such a good question. And it's, it's huge. It's something you have to shift your brain to. And uh, listen, time is way more valuable than money, right? right? Yeah. It's way more valuable than money. Yeah. I don't think anybody on their deathbed thinks, man, I wish I had more money in the bank. Right. Right. Instead, they're wishing they had more time. To live I life. wish I would have given more time to friends and family, invested that there. Yeah. And so Absolutely. the truth is, in the same way we all spend money, we all spend time. Yeah. Right. Right. It's, the, it's, a, it's currency. It's right. valuable to us. And so we have two options in how we spend money. Mm-hmm. We can either waste money or invest money. Right. Yeah. We went to the movies not too long ago. And, uh, you know, you buy a candy bar at the movie theater for nine ninety nine. you're wasting money because you can just go down to racetrack and get it for 50 cents, yeah, right? That's and right. so that's a waste. You know, I'm, I'm like swiping my card like, oh, God, I'm wasting my money, right? right? Yeah, it's hard. But sometimes we can do the same thing with time, Yeah. right? We can spend our time. And so the rest of the conversation this morning, we want to talk about wasting time in contrast to investing time. So what are some ways that, that at least for us, we've wasted time in marriage? You know, I think we've learned for us that one of the times we can uh, waste time is when we don't have a plan. 
Have you ever started a project and you didn't really plan it out beforehand and so then you have to go to Walmart, then you have to go back to Home Depot, then you got to go to Lowe's again? Like, because you didn't plan it, it starts wasting a lot of time. It takes five hours when it could have taken two. When you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Exactly. That's That's the motto of my whole life. But like, you know, when we go on trips sometimes, we recently got to go to New York and and Philadelphia and do kind of a whole East Coast thing. And, And people were like, how did you hit so many places all at once? Oh, we had a plan. Yeah, we hit 27 places in five days that I really wanted to go to. And it's because we had a plan. If you don't have a plan, then you waste your time. That's you right. know, I learned about making a plan when I started being a stay-at-home mom. I was a working mom and taught for 11 years, high schoolers. And so they were real independent. And the bell would always transition them. Like, I just went to the next thing. Well, when I went to my house and started working from home, it was not as structured as uh, I had no one telling me how to plan my life. And so I wasted a lot of time. I I timed myself and how long it took me to do the dishes one time. And it took me 45 minutes to do the dishes (laughs) because of interruptions and looking at my phone and just being distracted with nothingness. And can I tell you, I started to seek out um, wisdom. Like, what do you do? You're a stay-at-home mom. Tell me what you do. Because I felt so challenged by this new task of my life. And can I tell you, I read a book uh, that our, our, one of our LC fam, Julie Short, how to clean your house in five minutes. And the, the perspective that I found there really changed how I did things because I learned that if I make a plan and use every minute intentionally, then my days won't be wasted. Yeah, right. it's true. And as men, you know, we can, we can take time and just turn our brains off, right? We've had yeah. a busy day at work. We come home and what happens? We sit down, we turn our brains off, the TV's sometimes on, sometimes you have your phone in your hand, but you're just wasting time, and it's just, it's just you turning your brain off. And so, with that being said, um, we've seen a different change recently in our house. Our son has decided to put his phone down and go with an old school phone where you don't get all the social media on it. And um, man, it's been really interesting to see the result of that. They, he's actually not been on his phone nearly as much, yeah. right? And he's also uh, spent a lot more time in the Word. We've seen him doing that a bit more. And so it's really interesting to see Yeah, he traded difference. in his smartphone for a flip phone right. from Walmart. And I think another time... He's wasted. fasting for 30 he's days. Fasting. That's right. It's yeah, so hard it's for him. But hey, it really is. He's recognized how yeah. much time he's wasted. Yes. And I've recognized how much time I haven't been saying, put your phone down, put your phone yeah, down, put your phone down. Yeah, it's mindless entertainment. Yeah, I think that's, that's a great it. time waster. Yeah, you know, a statistic that we uh, saw this week is that American adults spend 11 hours a day listening, watching, or interacting wow. with media content. 11 hours a day. Waking hours And a that day. may blow you away and you go, man, I don't spend 11 hours, but maybe you spend seven Right. Maybe you spend five. I remember when Rachel right. and I first got married, uh, man, we would get home from work at like yeah. 5, 5.30 and just turn on the TV and just sit down. And then it was 11 o'clock. And right. we right. just watch TV for four or five hours. And yeah. we had devote all these shows and we can't let our DVR fill up and not watch our shows. Right. And so like <laughs> when, people would, when people would ask us like, how are things going? We'd say, oh man, we're so busy. Right. And I, I look back to that season of life. I was like, we didn't have no kids. Our right. mortgage was seven hundred dollars. Like, we were not busy, right. but because we weren't intentional and we yeah. were wasting time, it felt busy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. True. I think that people can say, "Oh, I don't have time to work out," or "I don't have time to do these things that are valuable." But how many times do we spend forty-five minutes just scrolling on Instagram? Got that Instagram we look up, scrolling. We're, we've yeah. wasted so much yes. time. I think that's a huge way yeah. that we can waste time. Napoleon Bar. Uh, 
Bonaparte, who is a military leader, not Napoleon Dynamite, another Napoleon. <laughs> He's quoted to say uh, that he won battles because he understood the value of five minutes. Right. Which is crazy, that he could conquer a whole nation because he understood how to prioritize and not waste his time. And so we all spend time, right? We understand that just like money. We either waste it or we secondly invest it. Yeah. And so let's talk about how we try. We don't always do it right. No. But just, just like I bought a $9 candy bar, it wasn't 9 but like $4 candy bar, <laughs> I wasted my money. Yeah. So sometimes we still waste time, but how do we invest our time? You know, we talked about it in the beginning that we would invest time in the beginning of our relationship by being on the phone or like driving far distance. And I think that, you know, in the same way you invest, you put money into your bank account because you're always withdrawing money. If you don't invest in the time in your relationship, then eventually your account runs empty. And so uh, I think we have to be really intentional to pay attention to invest our time with one another. Right. Something somewhere along the way, I heard somebody say... You have to invest in your marriage minutes every day, hours every week, and then a weekend every year. Hmm. Minutes every day, right? And hours every week and a weekend every year. So that means every day you need to be having daily conversation. Yeah. We need to have intentional interaction every day where we're focused. There's no kids around. Donald and Lisa talked about shower time. Well, Rachel and I, our shower time sometimes looks a little different. Like if I'm busy or running around and I have a meeting in the evening or something, I'll run home, jump in the shower, and Rachel will come and just sit on the counter in the bathroom and talk. She's out of the shower. I always try to get her in the shower, but she's out of the shower. (laughs) (laughs) And so so like... Two weeks. Yeah, we'll talk about that in two weeks. And so that's just a time where we can connect and talk because, like, there's nothing else to distract us. Right. And then the weekly, the hours a week is super important. Yeah, for sure. We we took a lot of time and and effort in trying to create weekly date nights, right? We would would take time aside and say, all right, we're going to go out, we're going to date each other, and we're going to spend exclusive time with each other. Yeah. And sometimes that's hard. That no, was it hard, is. I, if you think seasons. about how much time you invested dating one another before you uh, wow. got married, yeah. but then you stop dating each other after you get married, yeah. what are you even doing? You right. know. And so for us, like that season with little kids is hard. Uh. But we had to like intentionally put the kids to bed, and even when we didn't have babysitters, just decide this moment on the couch we're yeah, not going to date night in. Yeah, we're not going to watch TV. We're not going to. We're going to talk to each other right. and, and and have a date night together. Yeah, and, fortunately, we were able to uh, occasionally find some people. Oh, yeah. friends who were able to take the kids. I remember not too long ago, these guys were able to watch our kids while we were out and they couldn't be left alone. And it worked out great. Yeah. They still talk about having fun over at Trust and Rachel's. Yeah. Lives. And yeah. so you have to be intentional, whatever your season, now that our kids are older, mm-hmm. they come to youth on Wednesday nights. And right. so now we have sacred Wednesdays and our Wednesdays are our date night. And we don't like waver from that for sure. very much. And because it's really important to invest in that time together. Yeah. yeah. And so those are opportunities we need to take advantage of. And so if you're new to Living Church, we have an opportunity we want to let you know about called Late Night Date Night. Yes. Yes. And so it's something that we do. It's uh, this Friday night. It's this Friday night. And it's exactly that. It's a late night for the kids, but a date night for y'all. Yeah. Yeah. And so bring your kids to the church. They're going to come hang out. They're going to make tie-dye t-shirts and have a big party here. And it's a date night for you. Because I know that a lot of people are new to Mansfield or might not even have the finances to have a babysitter. But you can drop your kid off and y'all can go and have a date. Yeah, so you either uh, have to 
pay for time to spend together or make a friend so that you can swap. One of our favorite things was swapping date yeah. uh, nights with our friends that like we'll watch your kids and then you watch our kids and so do that. And then the weekend once a year thing is so important. Yeah. yeah. I think it's easy to say I don't have the money, I don't have the time, we don't have the people to watch our kids. But man, like if you will just take the weekend a year, you will look at each other and be like, how have we the, not done the this The common before? question we would ask each other is why didn't we do this sooner? Right. Yeah. Yeah. There was a time that Rachel and I really needed to go on a vacation, but we were broke. And so we planned our own staycation. Yeah. Yeah. You heard of staycation? You just stay at your house, but call it a vacation. Right. That's right. It works. And so like, Rachel came home and I turned the bed in the bedroom in the other direction and like moved the furniture. We put a TV in our bedroom. Yeah. Like we took the TV off the wall in the living room and brought it into our bedroom. So Uh it felt like a hotel room. And it worked. Right. It It was a staycation. (laughs) Send the kids somewhere and have vacation at home. But that quality time, man... If you, if you haven't done it, you need to try to invest right. that time. You said sure. the word quality time. I think it's really important to point out. Last week, we talked about words and how we have to use our words to talk and, and have a conversation with one another. One of those conversations you have to have is what quality time means to you and what it means to your spouse. Because for me, like I told you, like if we don't check 27 things off the list, then I don't think we've had a productive quality time together. But for Aaron, like he gets it on the couch. Yeah, and he would be super happy sitting down and doing nothing. And so it's important that you com- you know, converse about and it. And it's not to be confused with turning the TV on and zoning out. No. And, and, you know, and not talking to each other. Right. No, it's but us. quality time. That's right. But what does that look like for them? What does it look like for you? And then balance it so that you give and take to both, e- I, both that's people. Right. I'm with Aaron. I'll just sit on the couch. That's my quality time. I don't want to do nothing. Aaron and Rachel are kind of homebodies. Yeah. And then Whitney and I are like, oh, it's 1130 at night. We, Where are we going? They're like, like the Energizer bunny. Like, but it's intentional. You have to be intentional to have the conversation. Yeah, balance too. Yeah, that's good. Absolutely. Um, And so another way that we have to, we've learned to intentionally invest time. And I know that when I'm about to say this word, some of y'all turn me off because you had a bad experience or you think we're never going to do that. Right. But I'm gonna keep talking about it because it's really helped us. Super. Is we invest time in counseling. Yeah. Yeah. In going and talking to somebody about where we are and, and what's going on. There was a season for us that we went to counseling every week yeah. for six months straight. That's, it's expensive. You got to drive somewhere. It's an investment. But like, you know, on my truck, I change the oil every 5,000 miles religiously. And if I go over 5,000 miles, I stop driving it or I'm going to do it and it's getting done. My house, I take out the air filters to put a new air filters in the house because I don't want to buy a new HVAC system. Right? Right. Yeah. When am I doing the oil change here? Yeah. Like, when are we doing preventative maintenance in our marriage? Right. And so that's kind of what counseling is. And so for us, we've went to counseling kind of in two different seasons, when there's transition or when there's turmoil. Yeah. yeah. And so when we started having kids, that was a major life transition. Right. And so we went back into kind of more extensive counseling. When we've had turmoil, like if there's frustration or anger or but, something yeah. happening between yeah. us, then it's like, okay, let's stop just fighting with each other. And let's go and have a conversation with a third party yeah. who can kind of be a voice of wisdom and yeah. reason in that turmoil. For sure. With, with respect to turmoil, I, I could say a little over two, two years ago when my brother had passed unexpectedly, um, I felt that I didn't need to go to counseling at first. I didn't, you know, I'm here, I'm fine. I'm now back to work. I come home, I'm with my family. Uh, but when I did go, finally, when I did go, I realized I really needed to go. I really needed to go, and when I when I went, I started seeing that the me wasn't really me right. yeah. prior to it, and so that it kind of got me out of 
where I was to where I, God wanted me to be in, yeah. in a season. And so that, you know, in a turmoil, especially even, even if it's not so obvious, it's so important to make sure that you go. Yeah. Right. So that you don't uh, stop growing in your marriage, but That's you right. can grow together through seasons of transition. Yeah. And we do it for premarital counseling. Of turmoil. It shouldn't end there. Right. We should still consider there's, the there's this idea that if you're going to counseling, you're broken or right. you're on your last leg, you're going to get a divorce. Right. And I want to shift the paradigm, at least here at Living Church, yeah. that when you're in counseling, no, 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 that's wisdom. Right. That's yes. preventative maintenance. Yes. That's For taking sure. a daily vitamin. That's right. just like a part yeah. of being responsible yeah. to keep yeah. this healthy. Absolutely. Yeah. Another thing, other than counseling, that we've really found valuable as a time investor is to have deep conversations with each other and then even with our community. You know, for us, like on New Year's Eve, the four of us will go out to dinner and every year we sit around and we talk about like, what did we learn this year? What do we want to learn next year? You know, and like really share the truth of what God's done in us. And it's something that really has grown our marriage as we share it out loud and then we share it with another couple that kind of keeps us accountable to where we want to go in our marriage and in our life that year. And it's really important. And so, in the beginning yeah. of those deep conversations, it's kind of weird. Remember the first time the four of us went out for New Year's Eve and I was like okay guys what did y'all learn this year and they were like what (laughs) pastor what are you doing so heavy but like those heavy conversations really are a big deal and so okay we can invest time when we're spending quality time with each other consistently we invest time when we're in counseling, we're investing time having deep conversations, but what's another way that we can invest Another time? way we can invest time is going to church, and yes. a lot of you are here today. Yeah, Some good job. You did good it. Job. Good job. Good You're job, already yeah. doing yeah. it. Uh, but really, that's investing time um, in growing together as a couple and as a family. You know, I grew up in a broken family, and so the consistency of, of health was in the church. Wow. And so uh, when you're investing into that, because sometimes you're going to be a mess as a couple, and the consistency that your kids will have will be in the church. So yeah, invest true. in that. And you know what you get when you come to LC? We preach the word and give it practical application for you and your spouse. Yeah. That's what we strive to do here. And so it's so important to be here not just once a month or once a season. It's important to be here week in and week out. Because, listen, if you're not, if you're just getting bits and pieces, you start feeling it. I start, if I miss church, I know it. I feel it. Man, I'm missing something. And it's because I'm not in the house. Right. I'm not getting fed. And so it's so it's so important to be here. And if you can't be here, make sure make sure you watch it online. Or listen yeah. to a podcast. We have it all posted up there. And so if you're ever gone, watch it. Yeah, you know, we say it all the time, don't miss an episode. But really and truly, uh, you know, in this house we're spirit led and we pray and we ask God, you know, we're planners. Trust and I are super planners, but we also allow the spirit to move. And it's incredible to see how the series flow together. And it really is like one continual television show that you can't miss an episode. And so you're right. If you miss it, if we're ever on vacation, we're always watching it anyway. We watch it live or watch it later when Mm -hmm. it's posted because you God's taking us on a journey, and he's right. taking us on the journey together, together. Yeah. and so that's why you don't want to miss any part of it. It's a worthy investment of spending time in church together. It's really good. You know, you may say, well, Aaron and Whitney, that's easy for you to say because you're pastors. Like, that's your job. But can I tell you, it wasn't until three years ago that they stepped into pastoral leadership in the church. And so Easton and McKinley grew up as regular, normal kids. Their family was regular 
working mom yeah. and dad, and they've invested and pushed through for their kids to be present in the church. And we see the fruit of of, of their right. investment when we see Easton playing on the drums and McKinley singing. They're serving the house, and we know Easton's got his driver's license. So now yeah, watch out. he is choosing to come to church. That's true. And right. can I tell you, that is rewarding. I feel yeah. like yeah. We, you guys won something. You know, I think as That's we're true. talking about investing true. time and now even kids— that it's not a parent series, but I think it's worth talking about, that moms and dads, the greatest gift that you can give to your child is a healthy relationship with God. Yeah. 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 And so bringing your kids to church is a massive deal. And I know that in culture and society today, there's a lot of things pulling at their time and pulling at their attention. But I don't know many professional 40-year-old soccer players. Right. But I know a whole lot of 40-year-olds who need to be in a relationship with God. Yeah. Like all of us. And so sometimes we can be so consistent about things that in the long term shouldn't be priority, but then they're not here on Wednesdays or we, we just want to sleep in so we don't have our kids in kids' church and they're learning series and winning buttons and learning memory verses and yeah. want to see the puppets mm-hmm. and all the things. But man, there's nothing greater we can do than plant those seeds down in our children so that the yeah. harvest we want will come out of them. Yeah, for sure. Even from the first days of a child's birth. When we right. bring them up for baby, baby dedication, we say at Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Right. We say that we claim that over that child's life. And we're speaking to the parents as well. Yeah. We want to make sure that we drive home the importance of them coming and not just attending and being in this house, but serving and knowing what a servant's heart looks like. So that way, when they do go to their schools, when they do go out of this house, they know how to stay focused and make sure that they're the light that's reflected from yeah. Jesus to other friends. You know, we're not, we're not really raising children. Correct. We're raising adults. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. right. And so I think about as our kids, what do I, like, yes, I want them to be good when they're eight. But like, who do I want them to be when they're 40? Right. right. Who do I want them to be as parents? Right. And so we have to be intentional to invest the right things. Like, teach them how to play football and soccer right. and Teach them how to, like, those are things you're fine. I'm not against any of those things. But on the scales of priorities, we just have to, the world is telling our kids a message. Do you know that? Like, as they're out there in school and friends and people, someone's going to teach your kid. And so I think that we have to be intentional as parents to teach them the right things. And our heart as Living Church is to partner with y'all. We had to make a decision earlier on with our children. Uh, when they were wanting to do this, all the sports and things, that if there was a sport that we knew the schedule was going to fall over uh, Sundays and Wednesdays on a regular basis, that they were they were either going to not participate in that sport or find another league that they can participate in where it wasn't covering those days because yeah. of the importance we felt like they needed to be here in this house. Well, the the Bible says, train up a child. And so you're training them to understand the truth of what the priorities of life are. You know, one of the biggest testaments to my in-laws is that for my husband, when he moved to flight school, he moved 1,500 miles away from home. But every Sunday he drove to church because from the time he was born, he was trained that on Sundays you were in church. And so our heart as parents should be that we would train them up to understand that that's where the priority starts and then everything else falls in line underneath that. And I understand that 
people, we're in a lot of different seasons here. And so we have people without, that don't even have children. I would say put this in your memory bank to hold yeah. on for later. If you have kids that are living at home, be intentional with this. And maybe you have kids that are out of the house. We don't share any of this to bring any shame or condemnation. No, no. We only share it because there's a lot of people in the room that have kids our age that yeah. need to hear it and yeah. learn about it. You Absolutely. know, I taught for 11 years high schoolers. And um, I, I, here at Mansfield, I saw a lot of families that were very well brought up in the works of God, like they were Christians. But what they prioritized was different what they, than what they lived. You know, I would invite kids to church constantly, and they would say, I can't, I have practice. I can't, I have homework. And uh, it really kind of broke my heart a lot because your actions, parents, speak louder than your words. Yeah. You can't just say go to church, but then the prior, prioritizing of church is not there because you're allowing them to do all the other things yeah. before all that. So if you've been doing that, Change it for your family. Yeah, because the time that you have, blink and it's gone. Yeah. Blink and it's gone. It says it in Second Peter, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. Right. It's so important to understand just how fast our life goes. Right. right. And, and with that scripture, it teaches us that God views time differently than we do. Right. We yeah. view time as time, but what God can do in a moment is beyond what we could do in a lifetime. Yeah. And so if you're sitting here and going, man, well, I messed that up. Man, well, I don't know the last time we had a date night. And uh, I don't know. Again, Start it. God can make it Start new. It right. He's the mix yeah. master. That's right. He wants to put a new playlist on your marriage mixtape right. so you guys can walk into some new things. It goes on in verse 9 of Second Peter, what Aaron just read, and it says this. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. You know that's good? That when God promises something, he's not going to drag his feet on restoring that thing. That's right. And it says, as some understand slowness, instead he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come into repentance, for everyone to have a shift, a pivot point in life. And so the reason that we want to talk about time, it doesn't seem real spiritual, but man, it's real spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. Because your life is the collaboration of your decisions. Yeah, and I think you hit it in the very beginning. If you've maybe look back and think, oh man, I've been wasting some time. That's okay. Take intentional step to shift the seconds. And before you know it, you'll shift the minutes and the days and the years. And God will redeem all the time you wasted because that's who our God is.